because we are back! This is 20XX, the podcast! It's a video game review show for the Mega Man series. Each episode will review one Mega Man title as nominated by you, and we'll rank said title on our master list of the greatest Mega Man games of all time. I am your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Keith the Robo Duke. Of course. The beat to my that was, Eddie. That was me jumping down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, why do I have to be beat? Couldn't I be? You want to um, be Eddie instead? Well, oh wait, you're right. Never mind. No, you can be Eddie. Yeah, at least beat in what Mega Man Four? I oh, no, five or was it four? I think it was five. He was like the ultimate weapon against Wily. Anyway, we're also joined along yes. with a Johnny Capcom. Yeah, I don't like Mega Man. And that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, the guy whose last name is Capcom hates Mega Man. I can't, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. We're talking Mega Man X this episode, also known as Rockman X in Japan. It was released December 17th, 1993, developed by Capcom, published by Capcom, and it falls in the genre, of course, of an action-adventure platformer i would even say it's a, a non-linear exploratory platformer in some cases this game broke the mold a little bit when it came to platforming games and uh considering some we'll get into later it, it was kind of early for some of that stuff i i had figured uh some other games had come before this to set the standard mm, yes but um they did not and uh once again Mega Man is you know he's He's, he's top of the heap when it comes to action platformers. For me. Sure. You know, I know we have someone here who doesn't like Mega Man. <laughs> F- for me, he, he, is a, he is a standard setter, at least up until this game. Capcom really I don't, I don't... started the genre with the initial core Mega Man series on the Nintendo, mm-hmm. right? There was... And now, and now we're finally... Uh, I know we jumped these games in our original list yeah. for doing a 1 through 11, but th- this is really where... It, so we, we went through a lot of changes, but we didn't get to see what was going on on the other side. Oh, sure. You sure. Know? Yeah, this is where so, it's going to get buck wild because season two of 20XX is now going to explore Mega Man titles as nominated by the listeners, which means we're going to be talking everything from Mega Man 64, Four, or I guess Mega Man Legends, depending on what system you played it on, to Mega Man Soccer, to the Wily Wars, to the Rockman board game that was on the Nintendo mm. in Japan only. Every Mega Man game is up for grabs, so make sure you get those nominations in by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. And speaking of Buck Wild, this game was developed at the same time as Mega Man 6 for the <laughs> Nintendo. Capcom, ha- if the Mega Man franchise was a cow okay <laughs> the nes's uh, teeth was atrophied at this point and they were just squeezing blood out of it oh good. it's uh, a wonderful visual and uh, they were they got every drop of juice they could yeah the uh, really i don't remember this game being a thing i don't really remember Mega Man being a big deal in gaming i think he was a bigger deal in the u.s and japan are you serious really Mega Man wasn't yeah, a big yeah. deal in ireland okay uh i just don't, i don't remember people talking about it huh people talked about zelda a lot mario sure. and street fighter and all the rest but like i don't i never really knew anybody who was like a big Mega Man fan um it is fascinating to me see- with with um you know ireland and the uk like 
the 8-bit computer scene kind of overshadowed the rollout of the Nintendo. And because of that, there's interesting little things like that where Mega Man evidently is not as popular. Even though it was like the bread and butter of the Nintendo here in America, for sure. Everyone who had a Nintendo had at least a Mega Man game. I'm sure people were fans of it. And like you can get the pal cartridges and stuff yeah like the uk is kind of a weird example because nintendo didn't initially release and market the nes in the uk uh mattel did right so they handled all of that and they just could not compete with the 8-bit micros right because mattel were essentially releasing this really expensive toy that had you know like these really expensive cartridges and you were going up against like a user base of millions with these uh, the eight bit micros, mm-hmm. and you could go buy your games for a pound a piece, right, or trade them as opposed, right? Like on yeah, t- or steal t- them. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like so. Yeah, the C sixty four and the Amstrad and stuff like that. That was what had the real eight bit penetration as far as uh, that era of gaming goes at home. Mm-hmm. Super Nintendo Mega Drive, they completely killed all those 8-bit micros, yeah, to be honest sure, with you. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, there was no... Uh, like, the Amiga was quite popular, and the Atari ST was popular, but that those were only for rich people, to be mm. honest with you. Nobody... Uh, like, all the people who would have previously owned the C64, they were buying Super Nintendos now because they were more affordable than a home computer, essentially, which is what the others were. If you go back and look at the prices of those computers, like, they're ridiculous. <laughs> Again, for some reason, I think that's may- maybe why Mega Man um, didn't have the cultural po- uh, penetration that it did for you guys. <laughs> Capcom was looking to take a fresh take on Mega Man, and with Mega Man X, they also sought to create a more mature and sophisticated Mega Man game with a strong emphasis on world building and story. The game's main antagonist, Sigma, was meant to be more complex of a villain than Dr. Wily, uh, someone with layers instead of just being like a dick dastardly type. Keiji Inafune designed Zero as the initial Mega Man character. So Homeboy with Flowing Locks and Laser Sword was supposed to be X. I I don't want to get into the whole, you know, Vega is uh, Sagat and Sagat is M. Bison sort of territory with Street Fighter, but if you can picture Zero, then just picture him as the main protagonist of the X series. However, there was a lot of fear... Uh, that there'd be backlash over this dramatic departure for what Mega Man looked like. So Hayato Keiji started working with Keiji and Ifune to come up with a more traditional-looking Mega Man while still being different. Keiji also worked on the Robot Masters from the original series. So the two worked together and they came up with design of X, and it looks close enough to Mega Man from the core series with being something different. Uh, Another departure from the core Mega Man series was the dropping of the man surname to all the bosses. So in season one, we went over all the different bosses. There's Flash Man, Metal Man, Wood Man, for example. Instead, uh, Mega Man X's bosses were all these anthropomorphic androids with names like Flame Mammoth and Armored Armadillo. 
and uh, launch octopus and everyone's favorite boomer to wanger which i can only <laughs> chalk up to the whole extreme movement in the 90s that was going on with everything was a z or an x and here you know here's an animal and a weapon this further proliferation of furry culture taking over everything yeah. but I, I do want to say with zero i'm kind of glad he wasn't the main character because for me it made him more like the cool boba fett sure you know yep. like you don't get to play as him but he's got a laser sword i want a laser sword but if you just immediately got to play as him in that first Mega Man x game he wouldn't have come off as mysterious or cool. yeah i think I it would have been the attacks. sort of legend of zelda to legend of zelda 2 if that makes sense like yeah. it was such a dramatic mm -hmm. departure from what everybody expected that like now people are like i like link's adventure I i'm sorry but link's adventure is not a good game uh <laughs> But <gasps> <laughs> Kyle, John hates Mega Man, but he loves Link's Adventure. What are you I'm, doing? I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, John. Link's Adventure is not a good game. Uh, in my opinion. I don't in care. My I never even played this. Oh, no? I, I know you're a big Zelda boy, though. Oh, I do love Zelda, but yeah. um, for me, that starts with Link's Awakening. I didn't gotcha. really play the, the eight bits versions. Because there was the core series, because there were fucking six Mega Man games on the NES, Mega Man was very well established. And I could understand why Inafune would want to do something as dramatic as having Zero be the new Mega Man. But I do think there would have been a lot of backlash with it. Can oh, I for just, sure. Um, as, a, as, a, as a touch point here, mm. Zero to me looks like if uh, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels was a Mega Man. <laughs> I'm totally here for this even more now. <laughs> like I think, I, I, yeah, I would not be surprised if there was a little bit of influence there because uh, Sean was uh, he was in peak uh, flowing mullet. Uh, era in 1993 so you know it's possible sure mm -hmm. and I and I, I feel for KG and Afune because I bet he was sitting there going like I've done this six other times sure. already sure can I do something new right can we have some kind of new character <laughs> like I'm tired of drawing this blue motherfucker you know yeah. like and then he broke but, out and what did he do know, Mighty number yeah. nine. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. Still, there. still not terrible. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this: you can rec, you can uh, ask for us to review that. Oh yeah, yeah. You could uh, nominate that by leaving us a five star review. Yeah, yeah. I want to open it up to Mega Man, like that game, and also uh, fan games. If you know a oh, very boy. good we're, fan we're base go Mega Man game, hole? I want us right. to, because there are tons, and like we need more content, because like we're gonna get tired of playing Battle Network at some point, and there are like 50 of those. True. But, uh, you know. <laughs> sure. Well, somebody nominate Astro Boy on the Game Boy Advance. Right, as you said, the best Mega Man <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, I love that game. It's so great. <laughs> What is the plot of Mega Man X? Uh, same shit, different decade. <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, it's Mega Man, but it's edgier. 
uh, where it's like, yeah, these there's monsters and robots out there you gotta defeat, and one of them probably does heroin. Oh boy, because it's, <laughs> because it's grunge time. I, I, it is the same old shit, but in, in the far off future of twenty one XX. Basically, Dr. Light decided before he died to build one more robot. Apparently, Mega Man didn't have full free will, uh, so he made one called X, but he realized the Earth wasn't ready for X. Right. So he was going to study him for 30 years. Study him, to get him. unquote. Go listen to our other, yeah. go listen to Saturday Morning Crunch for more on that. We're, we're back um, into the Brian Singer category. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So he locks Mega Man down to be, like, studied for 30 years, but it turns out 100 years pass. A man named Dr. Kane unearths Mega Man, looks at him and goes, ooh, I'm going to replicate this. And that's where we get Reploids, who are a new type of robot in the universe who can think and feel and have free will. Yeah, that worked out so well just in Blade like, Runner. Exactly. And just like uh, their human creators, uh, these robots start a bunch of wars. Yeah. Eventually, Sigma, who was a maverick hunter working with X and Zero, uh, goes rogue because I, I think it is that sort of Blade Runner thing. It's it's a free will mm -hmm. thing. Like they say that these robots are going nuts and they're oh they're they've gone maverick. Their programming's messed up, and Sigma sees it as like they're doing what they want. Like they're not. We have free will. Like this isn't some sort of virus. And uh, he becomes a bad guy. <laughs> And uh, eight of his furry maverick reploid friends take it over to create their paradise. So, of course, X has to go and kill them all. Of course. That's the only way to yeah. solve any I like problem. The, I like the way you're saying, like, oh, you're doing what they want, which just so happens to be the same thing as all those other robots and those other <laughs> Mega Man games. Exactly. And just, yeah, pretty much. It's, it is the same thing. Yeah. But now they're animals and we have Sigma. Who, yeah, is, is scarier. He's not cartoony. He's serious. He looks kind of like M. Bison, to be honest. Yes, yes, especially with the uh, no pupils, like no iris or pupils yeah. is a very uh, M. Bison trait. He looks like a human banana. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Explain, maybe? He has a big banana head on him. Like I've seen, like, let me look him up here. I didn't play this game. Uh, what's this game about? <laughs> yeah, no, he do, he does. He has kind of a weird kind of round. He's like one of the Bonanza Brothers. All right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is weird how his head does look like he's like popping out of like it's you know one of those like you put your face through the like cardboard cutout to make yourself look like something else. They do a lot with his face though, in the same way Wiley did a lot with skulls. Mm -hmm. His many forms over the X Games with his face being stretched and skewed and turned into other things. They they do a lot with that. Well, maybe so. the the Super Nintendo let him down a bit here because I'm looking at updates of him and he's a bit more uh, aggressive looking, but. Oh, yeah, X4, he looks fucking badass as hell in X4. No, and, He's like, awesome. He, he had that kind of cutesy look to him, same as the way a lot of the Mega Man graphics did. I didn't really... Con I wasn't intimidated by him, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have watched the animated The Day of Sigma, a uh, prequel to Mega Man X. That's a, a short episode that I believe came out the year this game came out, actually. But it was only aired in Japan, of course, Boo. originally. Well, I'll watch it. That's all my Japanese study. It's all come to this. <laughs> <laughs>
So mechanic-wise, the idea of collecting pieces of X's armor through revisiting stages was the development team's response to the popularity of role-playing games at the time, which makes sense. And this is sort of the start of the, I dare say it, Metroidvania style of gameplay where you unlock different areas by acquiring new skills so you can go to different areas or find hidden areas to find more skills. The pieces of armor are hidden in areas throughout different stages, and most of them you're only able to access by utilizing the different unlockable skills, but some are just straight-up skills of playing the character, like having mastery of the sprite uh, between the dash mechanic and wall jump. Sorry, I have to mm-hmm. ask, how the fuck was any kid supposed to know where that... Um, is it the, not the helmet, the one that comes after the helmet? It's the gun. Is that, yeah, the one that's in the roof that you have to yep. head, but how are you supposed to know that that, oh, this piece of wall here that looks the same as every other piece of wall, there's nothing to tell you that it's any different. Well, your your, well, your parents should have got you Nintendo Power, otherwise you don't. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I bet a lot of my success with this game as a kid was from Nintendo Power. Also, just want to correct myself, that Day of Sigma OVA came out in 2005 with the remake of Mega Man X, Mega Man Maverick Hunter X for the PlayStation Portable. Okay, so everyone can stop uh, writing their letters now. Thank you. Yeah, stop writing your letters and correcting me. You don't know Mega Man. You said you're the biggest Mega Man. Shut up. Yeah, it, uh... <laughs> to, uh... Yeah, game mechanic-wise, I wanted to cite Super Metroid mm-hmm. as an influence to this game. As you said, this could have been the first Metroidvania because it came out before Super right. Metroid, which blew yes. my mind. I was like, no, this had to have come out after, but it didn't. And, you know, if if this island you were on was interconnected, much like the planet in Super Metroid, mm-hmm. and you had to walk from, you know, base to base and find the secrets and get the weapons to go back and do that... We might be calling them Megavanias instead of Metroidvanias. Nah, I don't. I don't want to go down this road again. I, Metroidvania is a fine jargon term for video game players. It's for a Metroid style game. Yeah, but it's it's a like, terrible descriptor for video games when you're describing them to people who are not deeply entrenched in exactly. the culture. Because exactly. there were so many games that did this prior to Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah, like one we mentioned earlier in the show, Link's Adventure. Yeah. Like, it's a very early uh, game in that style, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the things I appreciate about the the game was, like, its approach to narrative. Mm-hmm. It, it was telling a story inside the game in a way that I don't think games really were doing back then, but games very much do now. Mm. Um, if this game had been made nine years later, it would have been, well, not nine years, maybe... Five years later, it would have been on the Dreamcast and there would have been lots of cinematics telling the story. Whereas this, it, it I don't know, it kind of got that visual storytelling thing done quite well, I found. And the graphics um, had taken a leap, obviously. Sure. As far as uh, between one game and the next. And um, I don't know, they, they, they had a, like an anime look to them. Mm-hmm. And the, there was a lot of feeling in the and a lot of emotion from the characters right so i appreciate that and it does it, it tells a a cinema style story better than the cinema style <laughs> games that were out at the time right you know like sewer shark and night trap and all that kind of stuff right. like this translates that kind of show and show not tell 
uh, style of um, visual storytelling better I think the actual design of the levels as well and like the way the game plays mm. I think it is a departure from the previous generation where there was a lot more of the arcade uh, philosophy of saying fuck you to the player and punishing them endlessly and not allowing them to um, you know the goals and ghosts style yes Yes. Of game. This very much uh, accepts the fact that you're going to play this at home and you're going to like play it at your own pace mm-hmm. and that you want to beat it. Yeah, you know the, the game is set up to be beaten more or less. Like there are some obtuse elements to mm-hmm. it, um, which I've already alluded to, but it's creating a home video game experience uh, in a way that a lot of games weren't doing at the time. Sure. Yeah. If listeners a, of the first season of Twenty Double X will remember that when I was trying to play through Mega Man 9 I became so frustrated that I put the game down and decided to pretty much burn through Mega Man X which was wild because like as a kid having Mega Man X I didn't get nearly as far as I did in the span of like 90 minutes just playing out of spite you know we weren't even reviewing Mega Man X at the time I'm just like I don't (laughs) want to play any more of this fucking game but I still want to play a Mega Man game and I just, like, burn through Mega Man. I'm like, oh, man, I'm in, like, the, the first stage of uh, the end right now in 90 minutes flat. Why? Because I, I had, at that point, played eight other goddamn Mega Man games. Yeah, I would agree that this departure from the core series stylistically worked because it did have that edgy look about it without being, like, edgelord. But mechanically, it was almost like a second pass at bringing on a new audience to the Mega Man series. People who weren't just playing the core games, people who weren't just fans of Mega Man, now it was this new thing that new people could play, and yeah, it doesn't punish you for attempting the game. It may, it's a lot easier than some of the NES titles. Oh yeah, it doesn't game over you. Yeah. Like, you you lose all your lives on a level, it goes, well, back to the stage select. You know, it doesn't say game over, start from the beginning, you know, and it's got a password system. It's very easy to put the game down for a bit and come back to it later, which, you know, totally gets rid of the arcade style that came before it, as John mentioned. Control-wise, I think the biggest addition that Mega Man X brings to the whole Mega Man series is that dash mechanic and wall jump. Uh, There are two excellent improvements on par with, you know, what we got from the core series, which was the slide. Yeah, those features, like, they were, I mean, these were 16-bit editions, weren't they? Yeah. This is the future that we were promised. (laughs) Wall jumps and dashes. Obviously, learning from games like Ninja Gaiden and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how games get better, is that, you know, like a a generation of um, advances then are distilled for the next generation to, to take up. I like the way the game plays. It definitely tries to think about how to make playing a Mega Man game more fun. Yeah. In that regard. Like, they were thinking about, okay, how could we enhance this experience while retaining the challenge of the earlier games? Uh, I don't think they completely pulled it off uh, to the way that um, future generations would have access to these ideas and could perfect them a bit more and refine them a bit more. Yeah, The wall jump is a bit janky at times yes. uh, and tough to control like in my nose like a perfect wall jump uh, function I think if you want to see one is in Super Meat Boy mm-hmm. like that's how a wall jump should sure. work uh, here though again they were uh, they were forging forward they yeah. had to figure out how to do it and uh, you know this is a, a first draft I suppose 
Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, like Super Meat Boy is standing on the shoulders of this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think it would be nice though if Mega Man could duck <laughs> because one one of the things that I kind of resent about these games is that sometimes there are sections that your skill set as a player, like you learn how to jump and shoot and slide and all the rest. And it's like the game will just negate it. It's like you cannot get past this without getting hit. Um, and there is no and I slide. Think if there was a, uh, well, not even the slide thing. It's like the slide is another, is another thing, but there's always these cheap sections where they'll just chip health away from you. Yeah. Now, you can farm that health by getting the enemies to respawn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I, I prefer a game where it's like, if you get good, uh, like we always tell Keith to do on his streams. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you do, if you get good, like you can, you can ace these levels, yeah. um, and I don't really feel like that's possible in these. I think you're always going to get hit. And again, it would be nice if you could duck because you're like, why can't he, if he can jump off the walls and whatever else? Why can't he just kneel down? <laughs> he doesn't have knees. Mega Man doesn't have knees. He never has. And oh, uh, I think you'll find he, he does never will. in Tatsunoko <laughs> I, versus Capcom um, and Marvel versus Capcom. That's so true. Ducks. That's Okay, you're right. And and in this game, the dash is kind of a duck sometimes. You can't avoid some bullets by dashing under them because Mega Man does get like lower enough, but not uh, a lot. But then you're also dashing, so you're not staying in place and you may want to stay in place. And yeah, like John said, there are moments in this game where they just flips you the bird mm-hmm. because if you watch me on twitch.tv slash Roboduke, you will have heard me say many a times where certain enemies vanish after you kill them and then certain enemies, when you come back to where they spawn, they will always respawn every single time. And that's like John said, they just want to chip health away yeah. at you because you're not going to get through this without maybe getting hit and using the invisible invincibility seconds to your advantage to get past it but with the controls i love the wall jump in this the wall jump's one of my favorite abilities in any video game i love having the ability Mm -hmm. to jump and either like grip the wall or slide down it like x does um and yeah meat boy going forward definitely uh perfected this so did uh, a game i'm playing right now called celeste Mm -hmm. which is very similar to meat boy uh, does a really good job with the uh, wall jump, but also having a grip and climb. A lot like uh, the game I always think of when it comes to wall jumping that I think did it first is uh, Ninja right. Gaiden. I I don't know if that's the first true. one I could think of. There might be an arcade game that did that. I I, I feel like we would have played it by now if there I was. think Jet uh, said yeah, wall jumping. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was Tubin. Do you not remember the wall jump and then Tubin? No? <laughs> oh yeah, the wall jump bonus stage where you have yeah, your tube yeah, yeah. gets away from you, and you have to. It's where you reach the bottom and you have to climb back up. Yeah, yeah. It's a, It's like yeah. the the first person shooter sections in Robotron twenty eighty four. Yes. Yeah. You know, everybody forgets about that, but you know it did it yeah, first. It, mm-hmm. It's not my fault. You're a fucking baby, and you were around for decades. <laughs> <laughs> So Mega Man X is a much faster paced game than any of the Mega Man games that came out prior to it. Because of that, graphically, I think the only other comparison we can make in the 16-bit era would be Mega Man 7. Uh, Mega Man X is a little bit pulled back from the stage, whereas like the sprite isn't as chunky and big as the Mega Man sprite in Mega Man 7 and because of that you have a little bit more of a free reign to understand the stage what you're likely supposed to do and how you're supposed to navigate it with these new mechanics um, which makes the game very interesting uh, for me and I do like the graphical presentation where 
Yes, it looks like a Mega Man game, but it does have this edgier aesthetic and does look a little bit more mature than your Mega Man 7, which look more like, you know, your Saturday morning cartoon. It's a great looking game. Capcom games on the Super Nintendo are some of the best looking games ever, I think mm. I could say with confidence. Yeah. The sprite work is so good in these. The backgrounds, I love a lot. The parallax scroll in all these levels looks so great. They do a really good job to give a lot yeah. of depth. Uh, a lot of like, like I think immediately of in the very first stage, how the B, it has a lot of three dimensions. Like you can see how rounded that craft is, oh, yeah. you know, and you couldn't do that with 8-bit no. color. And they, they all look so good. And I'm immediately reminded of one of our favorite games, Kyle, which also came out the same year. Like I'm, Capcom was killing it in 1993 because Aladdin, yes. whoa, also <laughs> came out that same year year so like two of my favorite super nintendo games came out in 1993 and like there's you can see that that level of 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 skill and class between those two games with capcom in this time they were killing yeah, for it. disney to trust their licensing to capcom especially in the 90s does say something about the quality of their art department um it reminds me a lot of its contemporaries um the game that came to mind immediately when i started thinking about graphical comparisons was actually eco fighters interesting um it just has the same kind of i don't know i can tell the same people worked on sure for the same people came from the same school of design mm-hmm. same design philosophy um so it, it's very much of its time and in a good way right because it was a that was when there's a lot of innovation going on in pixel art in particular that could have been a villain in the x series like dive bombing dolphin yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you're not familiar with eco yeah. fighters get hip and you'll understand that joke eco fighters is a fun it game is. and it's got a weird like erection joke in the uh, continue screen yeah don't spoil that For the kids yeah. <laughs> look that up give it a google <laughs> the uh music in Mega Man x is fucking awesome so good it's your your butt rock you know with with the synth happening mm-hmm. i like the music it didn't stand out to me the way at all a lot of the nes ones did. really okay yeah i don't know why but like uh i uh, like the Mega Man 2 music in particular i can tell you pretty much all mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. you know i can hum most of it and i can um but with this game like like i could tell you what it sounds like yeah. but i couldn't tell you what my favorite one was maybe the armadillo's uh theme i remember that being pretty good but uh yeah i don't know like, it was definitely high quality i think i like um, this music more because when i compare it to Mega Man 7 it's what i consider 16-bit Mega Man music to be whereas 7 feels like it's kind of holding on to the 8-bit era a little bit too much with its choices it was really bland if i remember like it, it just what it didn't stand out right. very much in 7 except for uh the museum level yes. which was just a medley of old Mega yeah, Man songs this totally is what Mega Man should sound like if you want an edgier Mega Man. It doesn't feel as iconic because I, I think we had talked about on previous episodes going through up into like, you know, Mega Man 7, 8, and 11 is that something is lost without 
that eight bit sound for mm-hmm. some reason. I, I get, I'm guessing that's what it is with John, and it is with yeah. me too. But the soundtrack just rocks. Like it is full of quote guitar solos mm-hmm. in it, especially Spark Mandrill's song that is just all guitar solo, yeah. all noodling. And Armad- uh, Armored Armadillo's song, John, is awesome. That's like one of like, it, that one's a little more down tempo and kind of like groovy, like jazzy kind of track. I think that's the one that's like, yeah, like it's, uh, there's a nice blend of styles through this soundtrack. So I, I think it's really good, but no, it's not going to ever stand out more than Mega Man 2 to me. That's, you, I don't think you can get better than that. Except maybe Mega Man 3. Both of those soundtracks are so strong. And if you like the 8-bit Mega Man music, definitely check out Mega Man 4. Just the music. Don't bother with the game unless you're doing a <laughs> podcast or something. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Animation. The Hot-Blooded Challenger Club podcasts are a proud affiliate of Animation Legends. Head on over to AnimationLegends.com and scope the large assortment of animation cells they're offering. Own a piece of animation history. For just $25, you can get five different cells from some of your favorite animated shows. Shows like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Vampire Hunter D, Captain N, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Wars Ewoks, and many other. And you can pay even less with our special promo code RINGS at checkout. That's R-I-N-G-S. Go to AnimationLegends.com or click the link in this show's description and tell them that the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club sent you with our promo code RINGS. Oh, hey there, listener. I didn't see you come in. Well, since you're here, let me personally thank you for listening to this program. If you'd like to show your support a little bit further, check out the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can become a member for as little as a dollar a month. And with that dollar, you get access, early access, to premium episodes of this very podcast. What's a premium episode? Additional content that's cut just for club members. You could be listening to that instead of this advertisement right now. And hey, don't have the buck, but want to support the show? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Honestly, it it goes so far to help our algorithm, so one day you could hear me advertising for uh, comfortable underoos, or a really good mattress, or yet another subscription box. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. Treat yourself to Chrono Trigger while you're. Uh, yeah, I mean, like if you're a big fan of uh, Japanese RPGs and you haven't played Chrono Trigger, have fun in the eighth grade this year coming up. Because <laughs> I gotta believe <laughs> you've played it. I would hope so, man. Then we're back. So yeah, let's wrap up with our final thoughts on Mega Man X. This is the only Mega Man X game I've played. I haven't played, you know, two or or any of the subsequent sequels. So I am interested to see how the series evolves, as much as I was interested to see how the series for the core series of Mega Man evolved through the different iterations. So I'm kind of excited to play more of these. I I like this game a lot. I like the game. I thought it was... I appreciated its ambition, Mm -hmm. and I never really... 
understood how far it pushed uh, video games as a medium until I played it. Like, I appreciated it more. Uh, because, to be honest with you, when I got the Z SNES or whatever, yeah. you know, in the <laughs> mid-2000s, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to play all these Super Nintendo games. I'm going to play Super Star Wars and yeah. Super Mario World and stuff. And I, 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 again, I had no great emotional connection to Mega Man, so I did. I, I probably played X a couple of times and then forgot about it. But playing it now, I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate what it was trying to do as far as telling the story and what it was doing graphically and pretty much the whole package. Very good game. Beyond the nostalgia trip that this game is for me, because I was a subscriber to Nintendo Power, I was on the hype train for this game. I loved Mega Man. Um, It's fantastic. It's one of the best platformers on the Super Nintendo, at least until you get to Sigma's levels, which are really fucked up and like many previous Mega Man games are them just throwing everything they can at you in the cheapest way possible to try to slow yeah, you down. Yeah, let's talk about the sucks. one particular spot that is, as Gotta Go Cast's Peter Graphic would say, a hot slice of bullshit. <laughs> Keith, what moment in Mega Man yeah, X that- is a hot slice of bullshit? Well, the first time I played through this last year, it was the final cl- one of the climbs up a, a, a hallway, like yeah, a tower. Yeah, it was called a tunnel. Yeah, it's like a, a yeah, it's like a tunnel going upward. There are those uh, Mace Joes. There are guns on the wall, and there's one other enemy, and they all seem to respawn the instant they are yeah. off the screen, and because. And, and the only way to get through is to literally just barrage it. And once you know something that's taken out in later X games, at least in X4, you can't dash jump off a mm-hmm. wall in those games because you have an air dash in those. But you just have to do that. You just have to wall dash up the part of it and hope you're going to get to the top. Because if you try to keep shooting these things and climbing up, they just keep respawning. Yeah. But the time I played through it now, it's the very beginning of Sigma's level with the floating platforms and the enemies that respawn who hit you and laugh at you. And like it's, it's so mean. For the robot masters, the eight robot masters, those levels perfect and it's a wonderful enjoyable experience we should mention we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that power-ups in this game you can charge up as a charge shot but they have different abilities when they are fully charged and the chameleon's power-up is really what you're supposed to use in that vertical tunnel because it makes you invincible and there's nothing to tell you to do that correct unless you begged your parents to subscribe to nintendo power all my old nintendo powers are at my mother's place and we don't talk so you know maybe someday i'll get those again and then i can get back to mega man x depressing so where (laughs) (laughs) well now we have to rank mega man x among its brothers and sisters on our uh greatest mega man games of all time as ranked by 20 double x Now, if you are a listener in Season 1, you already know that uh, we've established a list of 11 Mega Man games, one being the best, uh, 11 being the worst. Right now in our list, Mega Man 3 is ranked first, and uh, at the bottom of our list, at the 11th place, is Mega Man 9. So where are we placing Mega Man X? I'll jump off right here and say I I think this deserves to push back Mega Man 11 mm, mm. a spot. I think this deserves to be put in fourth place. All right, place. so you'd put it underneath I, I think. Uh, Mega Man 5, which is in our third mm-hmm. place spot. Okay. Yeah, because even those, because always remember, even Mega Man 2, which is at yeah. number two, has one of the yeah. worst Wily Castle bosses yeah. ever. That is the biggest fuck you. Sure. So even with the fuck you levels 
uh, areas with Sigma and not telling you what you need to do to get through them, I think this game is definitely better constructed than any of those other ones. I mean, maybe it could go behind 11, but I don't know. 11's a hard choice because that's a modern game, so it's a little different. 11's good, I but I think but 11 I has that. more, like, fuck you moments in it. I oh, mean, man. for me it did because my can't brain recall. can't handle springs and games for some reason. <laughs> oh, Kyle, I was thinking of you the other day with Celeste. There is some timing, oh, boy. bouncy clouds Forget in that, it. that I was like, Kyle yeah, would hate I don't know why, shit. just like, my brain can't handle it. Uh, I, I'm i happy with keeping Mega Man 5 in third place. John, I know you don't have a ton of experience with these other titles, but would you feel comfortable ranking Mega Man X fourth? I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah. so there it is. Uh, Mega Man X ranked fourth. On our list of greatest Mega Man games of all time, as ranked by 20XX. Thank you for doing that, Keith. Got you. And well, that just about does it for us. I'd like to thank our hosts for joining me on the first episode of Season 2 for 20XX, and also thank the members of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, without whom this podcast is simply not possible. If you'd like to become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, visit hotbloodedchallenger.club. Wow, I said club weird there. My goodness, I'm, I'm thinking about the springs. My brain's melting a little bit. You can nominate a <laughs> Mega Man game for us to discuss by leaving us a five-star review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It all stays in with your nomination. And you can also fast-track your nomination by simply becoming a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club for as little as a dollar a month. Until next time. <laughs>